I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey, one of the MCSCs at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online. Three lines open for you. 800 966 WTIC and 522 WTIC. We'll get right to your calls, but I wanted to bring this up. We've talked about this in the past. This is a company called My Payroll HR, and it was a cloud-based payroll company. And uh, if you recall my talking about it, they the the owner was kiting money between financial institutions, and he made off with $26 million worth of customer payroll deposits. Then Cash It Financial, the company that my payroll HR was using to actually process, this is called an automated clearinghouse, they would use ACH uh, technology to actually implement the payroll getting into individual employees' uh, bank accounts. Um, they went ahead and tried to pull back the money out of people's accounts, which is against the ACH rules, and in some cases, double debited or credited or whichever direction it is in that account. And they took the money out twice. <laughs> so in some cases, people ended up be, you know, with no money in their bank accounts thanks to cash it, making these... these uh, they double dipped. They double dipped incorrectly. Now, the, the sad part here for cash it is that they um, ended up, quote unquote, graciously eating the $26 million amount of money that my payroll HR um, kited out of their bank account. Um, and so they made these employees that they're, they're not theirs, but they made them whole. And now Cash is saying, look, if you want us to be, do your payroll processing, you need to send us certified wire transfers of money prior to us going ahead and putting the money into people's bank accounts. It turns out, which I didn't know, this is why I'm bringing it up, it turns out all these banks, they have a little handshake between them with ACH. They say, you know what, guys? We trust you. So we'll go ahead and process the payroll because you guys promised to send the money. And there's a there's literally a float period of 24 to 48 hours with bank-to-bank transfers using ACH. So in this case, the My Payroll guy took advantage of that and Cash It sent their own money out of their accounts to pay the payroll that they're expecting the My Payroll people to come in and, and fund. And then, of course, the guy stole it. Now Cash It's saying no. Give me the money. Now, I w- I'm shocked to find this out. I'm not sure if you are, but I always thought that your employer had to make sure they, they give the money to the payroll processor, and it's there before the processor will make the payment. But no, they have this little handshake. But when you and I want to go buy a, I don't know, a car, or we want to go out and buy a, a camper, or we want to go out and buy whatever, an RV. an RV, we have to bring what? A certified check. Correct. These banks don't trust us. Even though we get the money in the the account in their accounts, well, that's because of uh, new federal law. Yeah, you're not supposed to pay with cash now. Anything over a thousand dollars, they want to make sure they can. It track has it. to have a name on it right. now. At least that's what I was told. 
Well, the point is, though, we had to use certified checks. These banks were using these little handshakes, allowing for this 24 to 48-hour period where they're sending out their money, hoping the payroll company puts the money back into their accounts. And now Cash It's saying, and that Cash has been around for many, many years. And now with this new re- requirement, they're saying they're going to be like, people are saying that Cash is going to go out of business because no one does this. I guess no one wires the money and puts it actually in the bank account before it's dispersed. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But I found it very interesting that these payroll companies are kind of sending ghost money that's really not in their bank accounts yet hoping that their customers will actually put the money there mm. so they don't find themselves with a $26 million loss like Cash It found. I'll put the link up here from, from Krebs on security. He does a tremendous job describing this much better than I did for you. Um, and you can read it for yourself. It is a very interesting read, much well, more detailed. It seems like it's just good they had the $26 million cash on hand to be able to uh, make up the shortage. They did not. Well, they had enough to make the payment, right? But they probably were, che- were, were probably kiting that themselves because they were using funds for maybe somebody else's. Who knows how they had the money? But they're now trying to sue to get the $26 million back. Let's get to your calls, though. And, uh, I mean, the banking industry is a mess. It's always been a mess. It's ever- the banking industry seems to be the industry that pretty much brings the downfall of the financial uh, institutions here. In this- I mean, you remember the old savings and loan fiasco in the 80s, right? Then we had banks loaning money to people who couldn't afford houses and brought the 2008 crash and Moody's was telling us that their mortgages were prime mortgages of course you know it's always the banks that seem to be the folks who can't get their stuff together and uh we well, all we all pay for it they, they're too big to fail to, to their defense <laughs> you're defending I'm, I'm a not, bank i'm going to defend them uh, you go they for are it the most regulated industry in the country mm. and somehow it seems to be broken all the time <laughs> <laughs> That's because of the uh, regulation, I yeah, would argue. I don't know. I think it's who's regulating. Let's go on to uh, Mark and Cheshire. What's up, Mark? Eric, Bob, Matt, I just want to thank you guys for your show. Well, we're happy to be here. Thank you for listening. I currently have a uh, Windows 7. It's an Intel E5500 processor, which I don't know if it's an i3 or not. And I've never had a problem with it, but we got January coming up. Yeah. And it's time to change. Mm-hmm. And I'm the kind of guy, I just bought some uh, new long sleeve T-shirts, but I can't wear them. I got to wear the ones with the holes in them and then the ones that are faded. So change is hard for me. <laughs> yeah, like most guys. Like most guys. I'm, How- looking, I'm looking at a i5 ninth generation, mm-hmm. one terabyte. And 128 solid state, mm. uh, 12 gigs of uh, memory. Yep. At, uh, it's on sale right now. Yeah, sounds My great. only hang-up is it's a Dell. Well. I like Hewitt-Packard, but yeah. it's possible that the parts inside are the same, right? Oh, definitely. HP and Dell and those, all those companies use similar components from Intel. Uh, they just stick their logos on them. Your uh, your E E fifty five hundred series processor that you have, yeah, that's a Xeon. That's a server processor. So it does a, look pretty powerful. Yeah, it's was... an older one, and you can currently still purchase it for uh, uh, about forty bucks. Yeah, so is it is the ThinkPad an E fifty five or is the processor an E fifty five? Because I've also read here that the processor is an E fifty five hundred. Huh. Very confusing 
Because all right, the processor is an E fifty five. I don't understand why you'd be running a Xeon processor in your laptop. Were you, were you ever doing CAD? No, this is a this is a desktop. It's a desktop, but even yeah. that, were you so were you doing CAD work? workstation? Yeah, were you doing computer aided design work, Mark? No, no, nothing at all. Uh, we use it for banking, and I download uh, music videos from uh, YouTube, <laughs> and I put forty nine of them on uh, one DVD and perfect digital sound and picture. All right. And uh, that's about all we use it for. Okay. Well, if Bob's right, I, I have done some research, and I assume he's right, that it's a Xeon. It's a pretty high-end processor you have in there now. Um, what you're doing now, going with an i5 for what you described you're using it for, sounds perfect, and you're going to be pretty happy. Now, the, the, the hard drive size you said was only 128? 128 solid state, but it's got the uh, one terabyte ah, okay. with it. So that's a hybrid, right? They, they could have a hybrid drive as far as the 120, the uh, terabyte. It could be a hybrid. That sounds good then. So your operating system will sit on your 128 solid state. The only problem is if you want to load any other applications, you may not have a whole lot of room to stick it on that 128 gig drive. Um, but it's, you know, I would try to find a 256 solid state if I were you. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, the one terabyte's nice, but the problem is if you if you load any applications... You know, the operating system is going to take up a good chunk of it. And uh, then you're looking at trying to get performance out of your applications. You don't have enough room on, the, on that hard drive. You're going to have to stick it on the terabyte drive, and they're going to perform a little more slowly versus what you could have with the, the solid state for performance. So if you're doing rendering, like video processing, uh, if you're doing any kind of slideshow processing, you'd want that done on a solid state if you can. So just check to see if they have an option. Worst case, though, that's just a little 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 tweak. But you can you can do what you, what you have here now. That's a good configuration. That you, okay, you gave me. That. All right, Mark. Good luck. Take care. Yep. You too. Bye. 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 Um, that C drive being small sometimes is a problem. You know, we run into that every now and again with with clients. Um, we got to step out, Matt. Where are you? you back there, Matt. We're trying to keep Matt awake. You had a long day. So we'll step out for a quick break, get to, to your calls. Bob and Jeff, hang on. Two lines open for you. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. And uh, we did a little more research on that E55 because I just I was having trouble believing it was Xeon. Uh, but he's not wrong. Bob did find an E55 uh, level processor that was Xeon, but they go all the way down to Pentium. So we need a little more information on the on the E55 designation to know exactly what processor the last caller had. But we both are starting to think he didn't have a Xeon. We're thinking correct. I think he had the Pentium Core Two Dual. Yeah, that's most likely what he had. Probably Wolf uh, Wolf uh, Wolfdale. Wolfdale. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking Wolf Pack. I can't get that out of my mind. <laughs> that's a good hockey team. Uh, all right, let's go to your calls, and we're going to head to South Carolina. And Jeff, what's going on down there in South Carolina, Jeff? Oh, okay. How you doing? Good. What can we do for you, sir? Oh, uh, yeah. I had a couple questions. Uh, uh, Open DNS. Yeah. Um, I know it's supposed to be a safe way to to surf the, surf the internet. And yes. Everything. Is that a um, Especially you go out, uh, you go on a trip, and you're like in a hotel. They give you these passwords uh, to use. Mm-hmm. And uh, will you still be able to use OpenDS if you use those passwords, or is it best to use like if you got a hotspot on your on your phone to connect that way? So generally, you should be able to use if you configure your network card to use OpenDNS's DNS IPs. You should be able to use them. On those areas, but Bob's trying to, going to tell you something too. What the uh, hotels are using is a uh, 
configuration that's called a walled garden. Right. So they can control who can get use their internet. Right. So uh-huh. initially they were set up so they could charge you for it. Right. But now they're doing it for free and they're doing it kind of as a security thing. But they know who who's using their internet and what have but you. But the DNS is still fine on your end. The DNS use, should still be fine. Yeah, so you can be safer. And of course, when you're in a hotel, you shouldn't be using um, uh, the internet to do anything important. Uh, no but, banking or anything like that. Right. You should use a VPN if you need to do something like that, so that you're more secure. To serve, so you can do that. Earlier, say that somebody had uh, um, got into the VPN. Yeah, NordVPN uh, is another very popular VPN service, and uh, they were hacked as well. Uh, so that that VPN service is saying that they don't track people's logs on their servers, but that somehow the hackers got into their network. And uh, again, these are big targets, right? If if you're on in the cloud, you're a big target. If you're offering security services to folks, you're a you're a lovely target for hackers. I mean, you're. you're Hey, how can we figure out how to get at this stuff? You know, it's kind of a challenge for hackers. It's the pot of gold, and every one of their clients is the gold coin. Yeah. Uh, so NordVPN, we'll put a link up here. You can read that if you use NordVPN as your as your VPN tool. Oh, okay. Um, and my last question was, uh, I have a external uh, hard drive that I back my uh, back my uh, stuff up to, mm-hmm. and uh, I usually just cut it on when I want to back something up. To put it there, but I also notice when I'm on my television, uh, I can if I got it on, I turn my television on, and I go to uh, the source. I can see where I got that uh, external drive hooked up on my television. Yeah, it's a it's a map resource. Obviously, it's on the network, so you can if you've got data there, you want to display pictures. Let's say on the TV, uh, it's a feature, Jeff. So. If it's something you don't want to show, make sure you disconnect the hard drive. If it's something you do want to show, like pictures of a vacation, it's a neat feature. Or put a password on it. Or put a password on it. Or dis- or even in the, in the TV, you probably could disable that ability. Correct. I don't know where it is in your specific TV, but it's it's on the network. Your TV is a smart TV, right, Jeff? Right. Yeah. So it wants to make it available so that you can have your movie that you might have on the hard drive playable or whatever you've got on there, a viewable on the TV. Oh, okay, because that reminds me of a friend of mine that was driving down the road uh, and the police pulled him over and the uh, police was uh, saying, you know, if he could, uh, you know, tell him something why he shouldn't give him a ticket, he would let him go. But uh, the guy was saying that, well, uh, six months ago, uh, a policeman ran off with his wife and uh, he thought, the policeman was bringing her back. I thought that'd be a good show. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! I, I had no idea where you were going with that, Jeff. But that's <laughs> a man and his jokes. We appreciate it, sir. All right. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. I didn't expect that on a at a geek show. <laughs> well, you never know what you're going to get on a show like this. Uh, our callers are awesome. Uh, <laughs> that was funny on a lot of levels. <laughs> I love it. Okay, guys, we can't get in the habit of telling jokes during the show because it's not the kind of show that it is. All right, but that was funny. Let's go to uh, Bob at Windsor Locks. <laughs> What's up, Bob? Good morning, gentlemen. I'm uh, another caller uh, looking at upgrading my Windows 7 Pro to Windows 10 Pro. How old is the machine? It, um, it's a 
Hewlett Packard Z220 workstation with an i7 processor in it. That's a nice machine, but do you know how old it is? Uh, four years old. Okay. Is it running a 64-bit Windows 7? Yes, it's Good. running a 64-bit Windows 7. It's got a terabyte hard drive in nice. it. Nice. With an i7 processor. All right. Uh, I, um, I spoke to a friend of mine who's kind of a big computer uh, hobbyist, and he said the best way to do that is to get a solid-state hard drive of one terabyte, put it in your machine, and get this software called the Cronus. Oh, my goodness. No, 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 no. No, just... No, no, no. You already have a backup, Bob, I'm assuming, correct? You have already backed up your computer. I have an external hard drive backup, but it's an older one that I had with my previous computer, so I want to update that. Okay, so do that. Get a new hard drive to back up your computer, just to, yeah. just to protect it from a problem that could occur. But And if you do want to do a solid-state drive along with this upgrade, then your, your buddy is correct. I shouldn't have so quickly said no, 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 because maybe you want to improve performance too. But if you simply, if you simply want to upgrade that machine... You buy a copy of Windows 10 for about 188 bucks, and you load it on the machine, and it'll upgrade the machine. Period. That's all you do. Are they known to have any problems with this Windows 10 now? Bob, it's Microsoft. Have you listened to the show before? I have listened to the show before. Yeah, so just but assume they, yes. They, they take some of the bugs out of this? I know early on Windows 10 was a disaster. Bob, it's Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Do you think they've done that? Uh, so buy buy a copy of Windows 10 and <laughs> yes. and then upgrade uh, it. It'll it'll back, go ahead and install back up my whole hard drive to another uh, drive. Yeah, back up your your data. You know, back up the things that are important to you. You could what, what your buddy was talking about was making an image using a Cronus, uh, yeah. an image of your data, which is nice, right? It's a nice way to back up, but you don't need to go that crazy. Um, you just need to back up your data to an external hard drive so you have it. Go ahead, Bob. So the easiest way, if you're going to leave it alone, right, is go to the Microsoft Store. We can put up a link, and uh, all you do is you, you click on that, you put your credit card in, yeah, and you can and download it account. in real time. Yeah, they're going to take your money, and then you can download the software, the Windows 10, and install it on your machine, and you're done. Home is uh, one thirty nine. Right. Uh, Pro is uh, one ninety nine ninety nine, and right. Pro for workstations is three hundred nine dollars. Yeah. Do you guys recommend doing that where you don't have a hard, uh, you know, a, a hard disk of the of your operating system available to you? There, I don't see a problem with that. The only problem that you have is make sure that somewhere, that uh, you know, on a piece of paper or something where you're not going to lose it. That. Because you're going to register it to an email address. Mm -hmm. So you've got to create some sort of a Microsoft account, whether it's a live account or Outlook or something. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you can use that logon email address and password that you create when you're doing this so that if something happens, you can go back to that and download it again. Right, if, if something doesn't go well. And make sure you run the restore disks as soon as you download it you know, and get it running. So you have the ability okay, now, to get it back, yeah. Go ahead, Bob. You, uh, you guys uh, don't think it's good to go to a solid-state hard drive as I'm upgrading this? No, not, not that. Not that we don't. You can, and then then now you're now you're going to put a brand new drive in there. Yeah. Load the software fresh, and then load your applications. You're not going to try to migrate them or or have them upgrade. You're going to have to load them fresh. 
that's your problem. I wouldn't. Your buddy was going to talk about doing some sort of image and bringing it back. I think that's going to be a mess for you. Um, do it the fresh. The problem I have is I got so much software on this machine right now. Yeah. Yeah, you got to reload all of it. You'd have to reload all of it. So if you upgrade, you don't have to reload anything. If you do the solid state approach, you have to reload all of it. We got to come to a hard break here, Bob. Does that help you? It does help me. Now, it's a quick question. I got to I got to hold you on then, Bob, because I'm coming to against a hard break. So let me put you on hold, and we'll get back to Bob. And uh, all the lines are all jammed up. We'll be right back after the news. And we are back. We're still kind of chuckling about Jeff's joke there out of South Carolina. I guess that'd be a reason to speed. No, I'm just kidding, honey. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's not listening. I hope. <laughs> oh, let's get to your. Let's get to your. Call. I just wonder. He didn't tell us whether or not the guy, his foreign friend, got the ticket. Or not. <laughs> let's go to Mark in Bristol. Hey, Mark. Hey guys, how you doing today? Doing fine. How are you? Good. Have a quick question for you. I'll make it quick because I know you have other callers. It's yeah. a Windows 7 home group question. All right. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. I've never even heard of it until some friends of mine that have a small business, uh, one of their four computers on a home group on a business network. One of them went down. That computer was the computer that had the printer that yeah. they print to attach to it. Mm-hmm. So obviously they can't they can't print. Right. They're old machines, so I went online, got a Dell refurb exactly as the machine had failed. Yeah. Uh the hard drive failed. Um set it all up, can print to the printer, um, can go online, but I cannot connect to the home group. Mm. I have done everything conceivable test wise, um, but it keeps telling me I, the homework existing no the home group password is incorrect when it's not. I got it right from the PC that set it up. Mm. In well, addition to that, I also at, at times get the message when I'm trying to enter the home group password that this computer cannot be installed on the home group. It's still and Windows 7 or Windows 10? It's Windows 7. They're all Windows 7 machines. Mm. Hmm. I have Discovery on on all the machines. Sharing yep. is on. Yep. You name it, it's on. Okay. I can go to the Internet. I'm connected right to it, but I cannot connect to the home group. So change the home group password, even though you say you have it right. Conf- uh, reconfigure the home group, the thing you're trying to connect to is uh, credentialing, and then try the new password that you're going to set. Okay, that was one of the things I put off doing because the person that set this up is no longer with the business. Yeah. And I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to disable something and take their whole network down and they couldn't even work. No but, guts, no I, glory. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the problem, right? So I believe you that you think the password you're typing in is correct. However, it's telling you it's not. So right. somebody's wrong. And right. You, what you're telling me is you believe the operating system is wrong, right? Um, I actually took physically took a picture. I know. Of the, you know, so I, I must have done it 20, 30 times. I hear you. After, I hear you, know. you. It may have been changed somewhere along the way. Correct. Um, so your, 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 your only choice is to say, okay, well, I must be typing it wrong, even though you believe you're not. Obviously, you did it 30 okay. times. The 31st time is the one where you say, I must be typing it wrong. And you're going to have to take ownership of the network and say, okay, okay. I got to change the network password to whatever I want to do, understanding you're right. The risk is that you could break everything going on with that home network, having to fix it all. Welcome to our world. 
Um, <laughs> you can't have it the easy way. You can't be an IT guy and just change the password. You got to be able to clean yeah. up the entire mess. Um, and so I think that's your issue. Bob, what do you think? Well, I got a link that I put over there that uh, tells you how to fix that. So, so we have an answer. Well, this is a Win 10 computer, but still it might well, have some it's relationship. It's a Windows 10 that was added in, but it tells yeah. you where to go to delete the uh, configuration for the home group, and then you could reset it up. Right, but, which is where I was telling Mark to go. So we have some step-by-step instructions for you, Mark. But your your concern is correct, that you could cause a huge mess and have to start scrap from scratch, reconfiguring right. their whole network. How many computers are we talking about? Uh, four. Four? Four, and it's all it's one it's a uh, business Comcast uh, modem slash router with four Cat five outputs, each one going to one computer. Well, that's no and big deal. All, all of the times are synced. Yeah. Everything, you know. I, I mean, I must have researched this for ten hours so far, and calling you guys is always my last hope. Oh, um, you should see. That's the problem with IT guys. You got to call the support first. Let us give you some advice, and then waste your ten hours. Don't do it reverse. You're still gonna waste. You still have ten hours to go on this problem, but you should have started with us first. Well, by the way, Bob, I, I'm not an IT guy. I'm a you know I know computers pretty well. Actually, I called you a long while back. Yeah. I maintain a uh, an office. Uh, uh, oh yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. The uh, cardiology. Yeah. So so they're using old uh, Windows Seven dual core uh, Dell machines. And, and this I is the same the same office. Same office, yeah, and one of the hard drives just let go. Well, in three months, and they're not HIPAA compliant. I don't want to go to that cardiologist. I, I, I hear you, and I you know, I tell them every time, and I'm not charging them for this because the way I look at it, I can't charge people for me for my learning to try right. to fix something. Right. So they did pay for some of the time to install the computer, everything. i got to leave it at that, but I keep going back trying little things. Well, Mark, you could call it a practice. Isn't that what doctors do? <laughs> I don't want to hate me. I'm just kidding, sort of. No, no, I like that. That's that's not, hey, hey, Eric, that's not even a Bobism. Congratulations. <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, you have to take ownership of this network, Mark, and try to solve it that way. Um, understand what they're. I mean, their network is so not HIPAA compliant in that it's a home group. It's running. You have almost no security there. Period. Anyways, plus um, it's connected right? directly to Comcast. Directly to Comcast. There's so many no reasons firewall. why that is not set up right, and I would be nervous nervous for them uh, as far as any level of HIPAA compliance whatsoever. They haven't been just based on what you've told me, and they won't be uh, January 14th when Windows 7 stops being updated. Absolutely correct. You might just stop right there and say, guys, we need to seriously think about setting up a network properly with a real server, with real domain credentialing, with real firewalls, with with real stuff. Um, They're literally leaving their patients exposed uh, data. Uh, well, what will be the cost of the fines if they uh, have a, some sort of a ha- hack? A breach. A, a breach. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're playing with fire. Them, I've told them that many times. I think what it might be is that they're probably getting close to retiring, and the investment for all new Windows 10 machines and a whole new network is cost prohibitive. And, you know, they, they're doing a lot of this stuff manually now. There's files all over the place, literally two-foot piles. They're very well organized, mm. and they go by all the rules. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything. I just see a test patient when I work. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, uh, when the system goes down, they can't do meds. They can't do anything. So yeah. I'm trying to avoid that, but I can just put enough duct tape on this so it works just for so long. Right. But the whole point is, you know, they're a professional practice, and they're leaving – a lot to be desired when it comes, to, and this is why we have such problems with security and data being lost. Is so many folks are thinking that way, and uh, the penalties—I don't know what they are exactly for a HIPAA breach—but um, they might end up paying a pretty penny if they find themselves 
uh, impacted and, and, you know, pay me now, pay me later. Uh, I, I don't think that approach is, is a smart one in the long run, but I assume they're going to probably sell the practice. So whoever's going to, at some point, yeah, whoever's going to buy it's going to discount the fact that the technology is so old, so they're going to end up paying for it anyways. <laughs> True. So, Can I ask you one more quick one on this subject? Yeah. Um, at, at a certain point, I got to where I was on the network and sharing page, and I figured, well, let me just click on the computer that, was, that actually set the group, the home group up. So I clicked on it, and it said, enter uh, network password. Right. So I'm not even sure what that, that is. I, I got a picture of the uh, router, modem, slash, whatever. I know it's not the Wi-Fi password. No. There's, there's a couple of passwords. There was a WPS password, but that's a security thing. No matter what I entered, it didn't work. But I don't know what that when, little box is. Right. When they set up the home group, there was a right. separate password that was created for the home group, right. separate from any of the PCs. It's Windows-based. It's nothing to do with your router or firewall or wireless stuff. It's your Windows network password. Probably the thing you don't know. Probably the thing causing you your problem. That oh, password. So if you follow the link that we're going to put up on Computer Talk with Tab, it'll tell you how to get yep. rid of that, and then it'll also tell you how to recreate it. And that's the problem. With, if this allows you to get rid of it, that's the problem with the security. <laughs> it's that <Okay>. easy. <laughs> so, so is the Windows network password that I don't have creating the box that says the home group password is wrong? Right. Is Correct. that possible? Yes, yes very much I so. You. I got you. Okay. All right. All right. Good luck, Mark. Thanks for your help, sir. You're welcome. Have a good one. You too. Yeah, there's too many folks, too many businesses out there that kind of don't treat this stuff the way they really should um, as far as our security. I mean, you got financial planners out there who are not upgrading their systems to be more secure. They're not using encryption on their systems. you got CPAs that are not doing it. I don't know why. Um, well, it's that you're putting yourself at risk I and, think your, it and goes your customers at risk. To the old adage. Why is there never enough time to do it right the first time, but there's always enough time to tear it apart and do it over? Yeah. And money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I was reading a story about Johannesburg. They got hit for the second time with ransomware, like three or four months later. And that's I'll put the link up there to the story. It is, a, it is an awful one to read. But, I mean, they already got hit once, and they still didn't put the, the, the right technologies in to, get prevented, to, to prevent it the second time. And the hackers are like making, they're just playing with them. It's like a cat and a mouse, and the mouse, they're just having fun with Johannesburg. I'll put a link up there for you. We'll step out for a quick break. Gene and Dave, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. And let's get right to your calls on this Saturday morning. It was nice enough for you guys to call in, so we'll do our best to... Answer your questions if we can. Let's go to Dave in Marlboro first. What's going on, Dave? Hi, good morning, guys. Morning. You uh, piqued my interest. I was driving home about the uh, speed test on my uh, desktop at home. Yeah. So that's what I did. When I got home, went in, did the speed test. Yeah. And it gives me two results, the download speed and the upload speed. Yes, sir. And there's a difference between the two. Yes. I don't know if that's good or bad. or. It's normal in, a, in most Internet services. If you're running fiber, generally they'll be the same. But if you're running cable or DSL, you'll have a faster broadband download speed than you will an upload speed. Yeah, I, I have the um, uh, Xfinity there, what they call their super triple play, which is supposed to be at least 250 megabytes. How many people are in your home, Dave? Uh, just me and my wife. You've got way too much bandwidth. 
Right. Well, that's what I figured. But on the other hand, you know, between everything going through our DVR nope. and streaming services, nope. they I think they must have upsailed me. Yep. You but don't need I had it. To do that to get the discount on the overall package of all the different programs that I have. Gotcha. Well, you don't need that much bandwidth. So what's going to happen is when they hit you with the new deal, you're going to start paying for something you don't need. Um, 250 megabits for the two of you guys is insanity. Yeah. You, you only need 50. Well, what I, I know I, that's what you said to the other guy yeah. before. Because right now on my download, I'm getting 197.2, mm-hmm. and the upload is 19.8. Yeah, that's fine. You don't need anything on upload. It's all download, and uh, you're so, fine. You're you're not having any problems, right? Well, I am sometimes when we're streaming on the TV so, and we're watching like a Netflix or an Amazon Prime. It's sometimes will kind of either slow down or freeze up, and then you have to reboot it. Okay, so here's the thing. You call them, they're going to say, guess what you need? More speed. You need more bandwidth, Dave. That's what you need. But you don't. <laughs> your problem is in the device you're using to stream. Yeah. So your smart t- either your smart TV ain't that smart, or the box you're using to stream is not that smart. What are you guys using to stream? What's the tool? Is it a Roku? Is it an Apple? Is it a... Sw- well, no, we just you know have it... A- have a ten-year-old uh, plasma high-def TV, and and we're using a um, uh, our own uh, modem and uh, Netgear Wi-Fi setup. So that you're, what app are you using to stream though? Are you streaming it? Or are you watching TV like the old-fashioned cable TV? Uh, the old-fashioned cable TV. Oh, that's their problem then. If your if your TV is freezing up because of their that's their service. That's bad service on their cable line. That's, uh, that has nothing to do with internet whatsoever because okay. you're not you're not using an app. Right. So what you what you should do, Dave, yeah. if you look at your bill, you yeah. say, "Look, guys, I don't. Your cable TV clearly stinks. Let's go ahead and go ahead and get a box, a Roku or whatever, and start streaming on your massively, ridiculously over too fast service. You're going to hopefully cut your your cost in in half, right. and you're not going to pay all those taxes that Blumenthal and Murphy have chucked on our cable bills, um, and you'll save money hopefully." Okay. <laughs> but you can't fix the fact that your cable service is freezing on you. Right. I can't help you there. Okay. Well, good. Well, thanks for the explanation and walking me through it. Uh, yeah. I appreciate it. You guys do a great show and a great service. Our pleasure, Dave. Good luck. Yeah, thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, the faster you can get off can cut the cable. He's got 200 megabits, more bandwidth than he needs. He can get rid of cable TV. He can get rid of his phone, obviously, and just use your cell phone and just have that one payment, and you're just looking at a sales tax. Not the War of 1812 charges and all the crap they, they throw on there um, with your phone call. The phone service they want to bundle that you don't even use. And the chain is only as strong as its weakest link. The Internet is only going to be as fast as the slowest component in the chain. That's true. And they're not even using the Internet to watch TV. Let's go to uh, Janine in uh, West Harvard. What's up, Janine? Hi, guys. Hello. Um, I just wanted to ask you if you would post out there again. I heard you giving the specifications or discussing the specifications with that uh, gentleman previously uh, because he was buying a new computer. But yeah. he was buying um, a regular desktop. I'm going to be buying a new uh, laptop at some point. Mm. I'm, I'm the one that is uh, – mine is almost – going on 10 years old, my, my laptop. Yeah. And it's still working fine. I'm yeah. not having any problems. And then if you could do that, just post that and I'll print it and make sure I have it on hand when I go to replace this. Well, there's only three or four components that I'd have you look at. It's nothing nothing really I can post per se because okay. it, it comes down to your budget and what you're looking at. But we would tell you to look at a good i5 8th gen 
processor. I5 8th gen. Yep. So watch out for the old 7th gen and 6th gens that are still out there. Okay. Um, they're much slower, but they're a lot cheaper. Okay. 8th um, gen. If you can get to ninth gen, it's even better, but you probably won't find that. Um, okay. 8 gigs of RAM is plenty. Uh, if you want more, it's all about your budget. And then um, a solid-state drive would be nice. 256 would be a good size. Yeah, solid I heard state drive. that one, and I did write that down. So a 256 drive... Um, yeah. on the solid state. And then look at the size screen, right? So it, it, the bigger the screen, the larger the footprint, the heavier the laptop. So if you're going to do a lot of work or your eyeballs need the bigger screen, 17 yep. inches. Yeah, that's um, what I have now. I have the biggie. Yeah. And, you know, this it's, has been great for me, and it's still working fine, but I do recognize the fact that, you know, I could be living on borrowed time. Yeah, stay away from the plastic cases. Those are cheaper, yeah. but they sure don't last. So yeah. if you get a, get a machine or a laptop, look at the aluminum solid metal cases. They'll last a lot longer than the plastic stuff. Okay. That All sounds right. good. No plastic. I got it. And that, that makes sense. And then I guess one quick question after you talk to that gentleman about bandwidth. Yeah. What, how would I check my bandwidth? Just do a speed test. You can use Xfinity speed test. There's all sorts of speed tests out there so that you can run. I can Google that Xfinity. Yeah. Um, Speed test. Now, I don't have Xfinity. I use Frontier. It doesn't matter. You'll, they'll, they'll tell you how fast or slow your system is. Speedtest.net. Speedtest.net is an independent one, right? right. What, what was the other one? Xfinity.speedtest.net. <laughs> yeah, but speedtest.net. Um, you can also go to DSL Reports. There's all sorts of places that do speed tests. Run okay. a couple different ones to see if they're all similar. Yeah. Xfinity.speed.net. Um, if you type Xfinity speed test, you'll find the, the tool. Okay. Good. All right. All right, Gene. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good weekend. Yep, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank all you guys for joining us on this lovely Saturday morning. Everything we've talked about is posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. If you go to Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg deems the news worthy and you follow us on Facebook at Tab Computer Systems, it'll get into your news feed. If you somehow have time for Twitter, I have no idea how you do, and follow us at Tab Computer Sys, it'll be there too. Thank you, Mike and Matt, for producing. See you next week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 